Welcome to episode 146 of Clarity Compressed. My name is Paul J. Daly. I will be your host, and today we're going to talk about how all momentum isn't good momentum. We're making our way through the fog of life, and Clarity is understanding where we are on the map. You are here. <laughs> Let the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. So I'm already thinking about the new year, and I don't know, I think that's probably pretty indicative of 2020 and us just kind of wanting to shuffle our way out of it. Typically, New Year's resolution time, thinking of this fresh start in the new year, happens sometime in December, mid-December, as New Year's gets closer, for me anyway, particularly, particularly. But this year, I find myself thinking of it Already, Actually, I've been thinking about the new year for the last week or two. And again, that's probably just because 2020 has been so tough that I think a lot of people are craving and looking forward to the fresh start of a new year. And as I was doing that, obviously, I'm thinking of things that always when you think of New Year's resolutions, you're thinking of things you can change, things you can do better, being maybe a little introspective on the things you're doing this year that aren't working that you'd like to shift or things that are working that you want to lean into. And as I'm doing that and starting to make some changes in my personal life, changes in my business, I'm realizing that all momentum isn't good momentum. Often we hear about momentum and people talk about it online and people just talk about in general, you have to get momentum. When you get momentum, that's a good thing. And you really want to take advantage of the momentum you get. And the picture came to my mind. And if you've ever been to a water park and you've seen uh, the lazy river, If you've seen one, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's basically where people go and pay to go to a water park to float in a circle in a tube, if that makes any sense. It does. It's kind of relaxing, as long as other people's annoying kids aren't splashing you and stuff. But it's it's usually a, a circle or some kind of shape that goes in one direction. The water current pushes you in one area, and sometimes you just see the tubes floating in there without people, and it just, the momentum of the water... It just pushes all the tubes around this waterway, if you will. Sometimes it can get, the current actually can get kind of strong. And as you watch the tubes go by, you watch as they go past the jets and they don't stop. They just keep going and going and going. And if you want to get out of this momentum or the water that has this momentum, you actually have to take some action. You have to get out of the tube. You have to sometimes walk against the current. You have to sometimes dodge water obstacles like waterfalls and things like that so that you can get to the steps to get out and go somewhere else or do something else. And that metaphor was stuck in my mind. And I realized like the momentum that a lot of us have going on in our lives, it's always this parallel rail. So maybe there are good things and we're doing some good things, but there's also the momentum that affects us negatively. And the momentum that's really comes through the habits that we formed in our relationships, the habits we formed in our businesses and organizations. And and basically they've worn some ruts in the ground and now it's actually going to take a lot more effort to get out of the ruts or get out of the lazy river because we have to push against the momentum that's been built around those things, around those habits, around those people, around those systems. And so just as much as we consider what are the things we want to do, I think we have to consider the things and the things that have generated momentum in our lives that we want to stop doing, we want to change. But when we do that, we have to do it with the consideration. It's going to take some discomfort and some real effort to counteract the momentum that has been built up in the wrong direction. 
it's why so many times people say they want to change, but then the second it takes some conflict or some discomfort, they're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's kind of okay. I always go back to what I was doing or eating what I was eating or being in the relationships that I was in or in the way that I was in them. And so as we move into this new year, I think it's a great time to consider what the cost is going to be, what the effort is going to be that actually moves us out of the, the wake, out of the momentum of the water that's been pushing us in this one direction. It's never easy. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. It's uncomfortable because it's scary because the fear that comes with change, it brings uncertainty. And, you know, we've talked before about the human brain just wants to avoid change because change is uncertainty and it's driven by fear. And when we're faced with change, our minds actually have the same reaction as if someone's like holding a gun to our head. Thanks, Dr. Nicole Lipkin for sharing that one with us. And so understanding that going into it is actually part of the solution to getting through it. So think about some areas in your life that you do want to change, and then think of, let your mind just wander. Let your mind just think of all the what-ifs that come with making that change, all the fears that come with making that change. And then you have to consider the question, what's the best thing that could happen if I make that change? And then on the other side, you have to consider what's the worst thing that could happen if I make that change? And then you can consider what's the best thing that happens if I don't make the change? And then consider what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't make the change. So again, it's what's the best thing that can happen if I do it? It's the worst thing that can happen if I do it. It's the best thing that can happen if I don't do it. And what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't do it? It really, if you feel that, do that little exercise. I've used it often. And if you do that, you can really get some clarity really quickly, get perspective on where the real risk is and where the real reward is. And if you do that special exercise or that, that specific exercise, I'm willing to bet your decision will become a lot clearer. Let's talk through it again, because if you're just listening, it might be confusing. So here, why don't you do this? In your mind, draw a vertical line and a horizontal line, like a, like a big plus sign. And on the top, over the plus sign, you write best. And on the other side, write worst. So you have a plus sign, two columns. One side says best, one side says worst. Down the one side, you say, if I do it, and then right under that, if I don't do it. So basically you have four quadrants and just fill out the quadrant. So what's the best thing that can happen if I do it? And then right under, what's the best thing that can happen if I don't do it? And then next to it, what's the worst thing that can happen if I do it or if I make that change? And then what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't make the change? Let me give you an example because I might've confused everyone by saying that. So let's do something quickly. Um, oh, what can we do? What can we do? Okay, eating dinner together as a family, making my kids eat dinner at the table every weeknight, okay? So I know some people do this already. We eat dinner at the table uh, just about every night together as a family. It's been so great for us, but if you don't, say I'm, you know. All right, what's the best thing that can happen if I do it? If I make my kids do it, best thing can happen. Well, we have great conversations around the table. I get to understand what my kids are thinking about. We can talk about life issues. We can talk about the world around us. We might be able to laugh together. We might actually work out some issues that we already have or that we have going on, and we've just never had some FaceTime. Great. Best things. Therefore, my kids grow up, be healthier, right? They don't need as much therapy. That's always a good thing. Okay, what's the worst thing that can happen if I make my kids do that? Okay, uh, they get really angry, and we fight more than we talk. And, you know, maybe they need more therapy now. Great. It's the best thing that happened. We get close bonded. The worst thing that happened, we could fight a lot more. Now, what's the 
best thing that can happen if I don't ask them to do that. We just keep going as it is. The best thing that can happen is maybe we have uh, some more quiet around the house, uh, you know, around dinner time, and everyone gets to do what they want, play their devices, you know, look on the internet, whatever they're doing. What's the worst thing that can happen if I don't make my kids spend some time together around the dinner table with the family? What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I could be totally disconnected from their lives. They could be struggling with things that I'll never know about. We'll grow up. We won't have any relationship or ability to talk to one another. Uh, my daughters might end up pregnant as teenagers. My son might end up rolling with the wrong crowd. Like, right, and you can just you let your mind go wherever it's going to go from there. So when you look at that, you're like, you know what? Actually, the worst thing that can happen if I make everybody eat dinner around the table is that we might get in some arguments and actually work through some of the issues that we have to work through. That's the worst if I do it. Well, what's the worst thing that happens if I don't do it? Well, um, kind of big time disaster. So there you go. Case study or a little example of that played out in real life. Now fill in whatever you want, whether it's a business change, diet change, I don't know. But that little exercise works because it's going to take specific effort to get out of the bad momentum you have in certain areas of your life. Specific effort. It's easy to like generate momentum for doing something that is positive or that you see in the future, but it's very difficult to embrace the effort that it takes to break some of the momentum that's going in the wrong way of your life. So that's my thought for the week after Thanksgiving, heading into December, heading into the new year. I hope you start to consider the momentum in your life, both the good momentum, but also don't ignore the momentum that's going in the direction that isn't working so that you can really get a clear mind and get perspective on what you need to do and the effort you need to take to break that bad momentum to get going in the direction that you want to be going in. Thank you so much for spending some time with me on the podcast today. It's always a pleasure to spend a few minutes hopefully helping you get more perspective and more clarity for the things that matter most. I will talk to you next week. You just gotta love some.